We need to up our game and shit. We need to do comedy butt naked, right? His eye socket off and his eyeball fell out. White women keep kidnapping us. Y'all seen the blind side? Aren't you glad we have that disclaimer at the beginning of the episode? It's gonna come in handy. This week's episode is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Mention the voice part and get $200 off your first graphic rap or color change. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This week's episode of The Voice Party. I am your host, Corday Snell. Next to my right, I have the very talented, very soulful, um, always help me out, edit videos, Marcus, whoa, Marcos. Molinar. I don't even know how to say your last name. How you say it? Yeah, that was perfect. Okay, cool. You got uh, to the far distant across right, uh, we have JD Ardendia. What's up, man? How you doing? <laughs> Long time no see. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was cracking. Hey, man. Hell yeah. Shout hey. out RIP Tommy. RIP Tommy. Exactly. There we go. Um, across from me, we have the very funny, very talented, uh, great rapper and always having some great notes about the history of the world. We have One Take Joaquin, aka Black Joaquin, aka Joaquin. Thank you. Glad to be here. Exactly. Fresh haircut, man. That's nice. Um, and on the ones and twos, we got some weird dude wearing a shirt. Damn. I'm down, okay? Yeah, whoa, whoa. Don't disrespect black black Sabbath like that, bro. I, so it was it was wrinkled up. I, that's why I couldn't see it. So I oh, thought I was I thought I was yeah. yeah. But shout out to Black Sabbath. What's your, how you doing, Phil? I'm all right. You know, I'm repping my brothers. <laughs> okay, cool. Last week was a crazy episode, man. When we found out you had a broken neck. Yeah. I don't know what order these are gonna air in, but yeah. Okay. Sure, let's right. go with that. All right. Yeah. Sure. Uh, did you have you gotten your neck checked out? It'll be fine. I'm okay, sure it's fine. Just right. cowboy up, walk it off. Okay. Hey, 100%. Turn, turn your head that way. <laughs> like follow my finger. Follow my finger. No, you're no, no, not rotating. He's on your head. He's like a fucking owl, dude. Look at, no, <laughs> with an owl. <laughs> Wait, well, owls? They don't move their. Anyways, their, their welcome to the voice party, move. everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, What's yeah, up, well, everybody? How how you doing, Joaquin? Uh, nothing. Just think about how owl head movement works. You, yeah, their, their heads will stay completely still while the rest of their body is rotating right. around. You know, you look like the top part of you belongs at the beach, and the bottom part of you belong like should be mowing the lawn. That's what you look like right now. With the jeans? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. Are those Levi's? Yes, they are. Okay, hell yeah. That's what I'm talking Those are about. bulletproof. Those look bulletproof in my view right here, bro. People well, in the hood can know, use those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm an educator, so the way that things are going these days, you got having bullet, you got a Hunter S. Thompson bad idea. vibe going. I went Hunter? on a whole, my algorithm on YouTube was like uh, robberies gone wrong or something, or like saved by store clerks, right? <laughs> Shooting back. And then it just went to like uh, police gun down, school shooter. And then it was just like, all the shorts were just that, and it was just like, fuck. Because you know how you just like, yeah. with yeah. shorts and stuff, you just keep scrolling down, and then it just took me to that. I was like, fucking get out I, of I, I got, I got something I want to mention. Okay. I want to put it out there right now. Sure. Cool. Okay. I've been trying to do this for fucking, how long have you been trying to do this? Ten or, years. No, oh. probably about a Marcus. year now. Um, uh, I, I, uh, the great Luis Valdez... I've been I I I'm in contact with some of his people right now. I'm trying to get him. I I'm, I actually I'm I want to go there to record with him at the legendary you know Teatro Campesino, which I did more research now than I ever did because I grew up watching La Bamba. That was the only like Mexican yes. Ameri- Mexican American movie that I knew about. La, 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 bamba. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's la, like a, la, 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 it's like part of my psyche, bro. Yeah, mm. you know more than Selena. I kind of didn't really watch Selena. Yeah, you watch Selena. Well, no. Okay, so like we we talk about this all the time, but like like our thing was Richie. Yeah, and then. The, the I'm Richie, I'm Bob. Like, no, that was but the, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like the Richie, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, all the yeah. black kids would be like, No, it's Ricky. And be like, Oh, yeah. for the Mexicans, <laughs> it's Richie, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that was that was our Ricky. We had Richie, we had Richie. Did you have you seen La Bamba? Long time ago. What about you? No, no, never. No, I think it's a great okay. movie. It's a great movie. It'll I've make seen, you cry. I've seen yeah. Selena. I cried on Selena. Okay, they, yeah, they sh- it's the same, same, they vibe. Shot same vibe. They shot J Lo. They shot, yeah. <laughs> What's uh, um, uh, 
uh, Gabe Nolasco's joke, Selena would have survived if she got shot in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that's so bad. Or, or Saul Trevino, he was like, I know what you guys are thinking when I, you see me, I look like the woman who, married, who uh, murdered Selena. Oh, Saul Trevino, yeah. Yeah, Saul Trevino, yeah. That shit's She's going to be free soon. Yeah, I heard that. You guys I she died. Yeah. I no, she died. no, no, the actress no. died. So the actress oh. that played her died, and then everyone thought, "Oh, thank God she died." Yeah. Oh, People were fucking no. wrong. Yeah, no. the I actress thought, died. I thought the real one. Let me died. confirm that. Let me confirm that. But yeah, they, I was sure. I thought no. the real one died. No, the real one's about to get out. I've heard that. Yeah, that's yeah. what yeah. I heard yeah. too. But I think I thought she did die. No, she did no. not die. Hey, she She's may like be out of prison, but she'll never truly be free. She's gonna die either way. She's gonna die. Yeah, someone's gonna. She's gonna be hella old by the time she comes out. So it's like you Somebody's know. still gonna kill her Someone still might kill her Yeah Yeah she died in 2012 So people thought The actors that played her In the movie died And people thought That the actual Lady died mm. So And then this lady From what I've heard Some news sources People were like Harassing her in the streets You yeah. killed Selena yeah. Yeah, yeah People are stupid you know? Well <laughs> you know? okay It's the But it's the thing of like you movies are so good, yeah, yeah, and the yeah, characters yeah. are so good that you start to believe it, right? And yeah, a little yeah. too much, yeah. Um, I same thing with Richie Valens and stuff like that, or I uh, thought, yeah, with, yeah, what's his name? Uh, Blue Diamond, Blue Phillips. Diamond Phillips. You think that's I, Richie? I Valens? think that's like every time you say Richie Valens, I think of Blue Diamond Phillips, I don't think of the, the actual Richie, 100%. The, the real the real Richie Valens is like chubby. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like and someone's Blue uncle. Diamond Phillips is like this good-looking yeah. Latino yeah. or he's Filipino, Filipino but, guy. but he and that's the thing plays too. A good good Latino. When I found out um I don't know what it is. I think it's like the nationalist in me. <laughs> when I found out that uh, the guy that plays Bob in La Bamba was Puerto Rican, I was like, "What the fuck? I thought he was Mexican, you know?" And then I found out Richie wasn't Mexican. He wasn't even Latino. He's not even Latino. He's Filipino. So which one's worse? I don't know about worse. I think I was at the, t at the time I just. Which one were you more upset about? At the time I just felt like, um, like I found out Santa wasn't real when I found yeah. out. <laughs> out. Okay, let me let me ask you guys this, okay. just to play devil's advocate. Yes. Do you feel it's cultural appropriation for a Filipino to no, pretend to be? I, no, I no. Mexicans like don't get Mexicans don't get mad at that shit. Yeah, and honestly, he did I mean, a good job. Spain conquered the Philippines too, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. That's why you have like. Also, back like, then, if I mean back then. They just did such a great job with it and made Latinos fall in love with it. Right. It didn't matter what they were. Yeah. They could have been white. Yeah. They did a good job. Yeah. And that's the, the most important. And that was the most important thing. The guy, uh, Isai Morales, that plays Bob, the, the drunk brother. Yeah. He's, he, he turned down a film with... Uh, and I, I hear his interview about getting on La Bamba. Like, he read the whole script and he teared up, like, at the end. You know, because mm -hmm. how it ends, yeah. And um, he had... A, a role as um, I forgot what it was, but it was for a uh, um, uh, what's that guy, Jurassic Park director, um, Steven, yeah, Spielberg? Steven Spielberg movie. Like he had a, he had a guaranteed spot on a Spielberg movie, and then he he saw the the actor's name was the same last name as his, the the Bob Morales and Isaiah Morales. So he was like, oh shit, it's a movie about Latinos, and it's not about like it's not like the characters are just Latino. It's it's not. You know, based around Latinos. Yeah, because all his roles, he's like thug number two. <laughs> yeah. You know the, you know uh, Julio, like just right. straight up. You know, right. and uh, it's like every role he had, he knew he was just gonna add spice. So he had to be like the uh, stereotypical Latino on the film. So that's why he took it because there was no other. And still to this day, there's. I mean, we have what uh, was that movie that just came out? You saw it, um, Blue Beetle. Yeah. Like there's there's more now. Like. But it's still not more Latinos in the yeah, yeah. It's still not like still there, underrepresented. There could always be more. I mean, we got Narcos. Yeah, I mean, so you, you got like La Bamba, you got Blue Beetle, you got Unhealthy Comedian. That's basically hey. it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Sorry. Every time someone says that, that's my reaction. Yeah, but it and that's kind of why I, I feel like um, I, I feel like I don't do enough of that. I don't do. I don't know if you feel like that. What do you mean? Like, do you feel connected to your? Roots uh, with your art? No, with my art, not so much. As as far as music, you mean? Yeah. Um, no, because I. To do you I feel mean, like you you shy away from it? Yeah, because I don't speak Spanish well, and so. Por qué? Because my parents didn't speak to me in Spanish. No, 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 no. You know. Ah, but he understands it. Yeah, Good yeah. Job. Good job. Uh, you said por qué? I mean. I mean, I, I understand what that means. I know. Yeah. So do I. But then again, my last name is Loscano. Ooh. 
Oh. Yeah, but so you didn't feel connected. I know. And then you would get bullied for not speaking enough Spanish, right? That's but then as you should. Sure. But you know, as a kid, you don't you don't like that sense of humor is not there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's you're different. more sensitive to it. Especially when it's your family being like, Yo, how come you don't know Spanish yet? And then, you know, you come to realize later, like, wait, you've been in this country for thirty years. How come you don't know English yet? You know what I mean? Yeah. But so now I, I use that against my uncles and they kinda shut up. But it's but it was one of those things where I didn't feel connected to my people. But but and language so, is language is kind of like separate from it too though because I know a lot of like old school Chicanos. But it's a huge. That, but it's a huge part. Yeah, it's for a sure. huge part. If All people right. don't accept you, and they're and you know the, the running jokes like I'm white, right? Like it's okay. Yep. Like but. <laughs> I'm agreeing. That. I'm agreeing. But that's true because, like, the other but day. But you keep calling me white. Yeah. And. I mean? No, no, no. I'm oh. saying, like, if people keep calling me white, yeah. right? And then. You eventually become that. Well, now what do people hear in the Latino culture? Like, when they see me, they go, oh, but you're whitewashed. You're not really us. I get. I've gotten that a lot. In, in, yeah. And so it's yeah. kind of. And so it's annoying. I'm trying to. I'm getting better at, like, saying, no, I'm Latino. I'm not white. When it's a serious moment. When, it, when we're joking, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, like, it, it is it was a big problem in my life for people calling me white all my life and not like taking me serious as a latino and then nobody took me serious so that's why i kind of don't feel connected. it, it, it kind of like i know that's a that's a really sorry that was getting called no getting called whitewashed like that is a thing that i know uh you're looking at an oreo right here right 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 yeah, yeah i was thinking the same thing yeah. and it would yeah, i have this uh this this girl i went to school with she was like why because i speak well like you you expect black people not to speak you know uh articulately and it is kind of you know, because this fool might be more Mexican than some guys I know, but just he just doesn't speak the language. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think it, the, not that there's more Mexican. I don't even no, know. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, but like I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, like, have you ever been called whitewashed in you two? Yes. Yeah. How do you feel? Yep. It was embarrassing, and I was like, "What the fuck you mean?" Like, and then so you would try to try to overly uh, see more black and I was like now nah, I just right. feel like you're overdoing it and I feel like this is like really authentic but then it was like yeah I went to I spoke proper I went to white schools growing up mainly because the the schools that was around my neighborhood or whatever wasn't excelling well so my mom put me in the, in the school there where I would excel uh, that I wouldn't get put in like certain classes and that I had like more of a chance when it comes to college my mom put me in always put me in schools that helped me uh, get to college like this school will be great for you because when you go to college like she put that in my put that in me since i was like five years old when you go to college when you got to I'm, I'm like well we'll see you like it's like no when you go to college this school will help you get there yeah. it was always one of those things even playing football it was okay when you go to college because you're playing football but then also with good grades too if football doesn't work out like this is this is a school that will help you mm -hmm. so it was always one of those backings of this will help you go speak like this also the funny thing about it too because you know we use the term speaking well my dad's from louisiana uh and then he would always correct my language because he told well later my uncle told me he was like they made the conscious decision when they were leaving from the south they would leave their country accents and sometimes not pronouncing a whole word behind leave that country language behind so when you come to california you can assimilate easier and then people will actually respect you and take you seriously when you're giving your opinion opinion and not look at you dumb because you have this country accent they made they made that conscious decision so every time i remember i used to say ain't my dad be like ain't ain't no word and stuff like that he was like it was like it's i can't like what he was like or oh, i ain't like, like you cannot don't use ain't because ain't ain't no word look it up in a dictionary it's not in there so they would always put that on me to make sure that speaking correctly grammar speaking well, yeah, yeah. grammar right, and things yeah. like that so what about you bro for me are I mean, you the only guy at the D, &D games only white black guy yes <laughs> now now when it comes to my students no i'm not the only african-american person there however i i i However, I will admit that this year, last couple of years, the, the 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 majority have been have been girls, you know, joining D and D. For my my adult friends, I am the only black guy playing D and D with with my grown up, uh, you know, gaming friends. But like, I feel like once you're out of the high school environment, who, who cares if they call yeah. it? You know what I mean? Yeah, but, no, but, yeah for yeah. sure. But during the high school years, there was some. I had some. Con some conflict about like the notion that I was an Oreo. My first reaction to it was, you know, I feel so 
bad for you because you convinced yourself that being educated about anything is somehow synonymous with being white, and that's not true. I'm being myself. I actually felt more bad for the person accusing me of not being black enough yeah. than, than than anything else because you're setting yourself up for failure that way by yeah. eliminating yourself from like outside experiences. That said. It wasn't until I got a little bit older. I also started to code switch, you know, to, to kind of fit in more, right? So, like, the way I'm talking now, I started to, like, try to sound more, quote-unquote, ghetto, as it were. I, you know, uh, you I, know feel, I feel you. You know, like, I started cussing <laughs> more. Yeah, I started cussing more and all that sort of stuff just yeah, to kind yeah. of, like, fit in with everyone else. And then, like, later on as an adult, I started to have, like, a young adult, start to ask these questions like, you know, what does it mean to be culturally black? Am I indeed African-American enough? Like, am I in touch with my roots enough? I mean, is growing up in Arkansas, Monticello enough for me to say, yes, I'm Southern black. That's who I am. Like, you know, and now now that I'm in my 30s, I'm just kind of like, I'm just enjoying my, being myself. It's no yeah. big deal. Everybody is in a different space place on this journey of yeah, self-discovery and and people are gonna call you things because they're in a different place of self-discovery and that's okay you on know? that note have you ever been called by Washville? well i do identify as black <laughs> you know now you can just identify as whatever you want so no you can't no you can't no you can't that shit i'm glad you guys agree you, with you me. <laughs> nobody agrees you right into it you walked right into it oh, oh fuck. we got that that's our reverse uno card bro that's the clip <laughs> that's the clip I, I don't that's the clip that's the clip right? you know that's the clip that, I, I, I asked i asked like you the rko it just came out of yeah. nowhere yeah. yeah i asked that because uh i kind of felt at first when I when like I first started stand up like I didn't want to just do George Lopez yeah style stage yeah because I did kind of I used to talk like that I used to say cuz hella you know yeah you know like say hella ghetto like in shit after every fucking you know sentence. I remember that I used to say yeah shit. yeah I like, so I used to kind of sounded hella Richmond you know yeah. yeah and and I I realized when I did comedy outside of you know Richmond Richmond <laughs> Richmond Berkeley Oakland. Berkeley Oakland that I need to be able to sound just like you know kind of like Jamar Welch told us that uh when you go to acting class they take away all your fucking personalized accent if you're going to become any they kind strip of you down they strip you down to just speaking normal and I did that because I didn't want to sound like orale homes you know after yeah. every punchline I not that I'm shying away from anything you know I just don't want to I made a conscious effort to not be that for fucking years. I think that adds on to what we were talking about in the car the other day, that it helps with your comedy because you're such a, I think JD's comedy is very, um, okay. Okay. And available. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry. I didn't mean it like that. I meant like, it's, it's, it's okay very, at, it's okay. At no, best. no, no, but it's not full. It's he'll have some like, you know, nasty jokes and stuff, whatever, but like, it's not vulgar enough in plain sight that if I had a 14-year-old kid, I would be like, I'm okay with you being a fan oh, of JD's comedy. Because the other day there was a kid there. You saw that at the Hennessy Norchata show? I don't know if you noticed. Uh, I don't think so. No, okay. Well, but, that's what this came up. Yeah, that's why this came up. And I was like, so he has that kind of comedy that I can see but, going out and being like a kind of Gabriel Iglesias thing where it's not the, the Mexican part of him. It's the family aspect that like... I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind letting my 14-year-old watch all his specials. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus, like, someone who cusses nonstop and only talks about dicks and vaginas. I'm going to be like, hey, wait, I don't need you to don't be hearing that. that in my yeah, house. Yeah, no, I don't. No, I'm not talking. I'm not saying no, 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 I raised my hand. Oh, okay. I, was, I was joking. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, versus yeah, well, someone like that. Also, I, for me, it was more of, like, I don't want to sound... Like I, I don't want to just perform for Mexicans either. Like yeah. not that I, not that I, 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 I would want, love to. You want a broad? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I don't want to just. You Everyone's know, comedian. Yeah. Any Mexicans here? Or right. Because yeah. <laughs> right. yeah, basically, by what you're trying to say, you don't want to just put yourself in a box, you know. Mm -hmm. But you still want a base from the Latino culture that kind of vibes with you and salutes you and then champions you when you're doing well same thing like when you're comedian in the black community but then with that it's uh different kind of black comedians like there's hood funny who's like mike epps and then there's like kevin hart who has like this crossover appeal and then more mainstream or relatability and a lot of times uh there was well back in the day there was a uh, this big argument between mike epps and kevin hart was saying that uh 
and even Cat Williams too, which is like the three tiers of like when it comes to like black comedians and mm-hmm. things like that. Like Cat Williams was super successful, and Kevin Hart was super successful. But then him, but Kevin Hart and Mike Epps used to always get into it because he'd be like, "Oh, I never wore a dress, or I never did this kind of a stuff." Basically, saying the only reason why Kevin Hart is big like this because he kind of succumbed to what the white men did. And really, that that's not ex- not at all. He really actually went to the Just for Last Festival in Montreal and did amazing there, and then had like all this kind of stuff. Then he was doing a bunch of other things too. So he was slowly building and slowly uh, getting back to that level. Because the funny thing about Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart was supposed to be bigger. A long time ago the movie soul plane was supposed to be his big start great. big break into stardom but that movie did terrible and over the years well, got I, I thought you were like but then he stopped growing at some point no no he, he had to he, he literally like that movie was supposed to be like oh here's the new star kevin hart and then because of that it did terrible he had to build he fell all the way down to the bottom of the mountain and had to build himself back up yeah. to get to where he is now and now he's a uh, this huge conglomerate kind of a person and then other people like Mike Epps is like fun like was huge and like uh next Friday Friday after next stuff like that right. and Cat Williams had like this big thing and stuff like that like I remember people were saying like if Cat Williams never went crazy Kevin Hart wouldn't been big but right, I'm like right. if that's the case if Dave Chappelle never quit his show Cat Williams wouldn't be big at the same time you know so it's like all these different kind of aspects that's a really good point you know the the one thing I will say to that and kind of to JD's point was with my music too i kind of didn't want to do spanish music because i didn't want to be a spanish artist you know even though you want to be boxed in i didn't want to be boxed in kind of like you guys were saying so i think future richie valens i think that was a good point yeah i think that was that was that for me yeah i was gonna ask you about that i was like did you ever want to like do or you start seeing reggaeton took off did you ever want to like not box yourself in but you ever want to try like reggaeton to kind of do it but was the fact that you are don't know much Spanish like kind of like I don't know I, I don't want to sound weird doing this I'm always down to sing yeah. Spanish like I, I don't mind doing covers and and I like to write some pop music okay. here and there when it comes to Spanish music but I because I can't speak Spanish it's hard for me to write Spanish music okay. um but I don't know like was that ever interesting to you as far as like being a rapper like dipping into different styles of music and adding rap on top of that yeah i'm I'm always well i mean to be to be honest like a huge element of hip-hop there is sampling yeah so you're always thinking about different sounds that you can incorporate into your music that way and um yeah to me sky's the limit give me japanese city pop give me you know yeah give me some some reggaeton flavor with with the production for a song or two give me something that sounds like like uh like mambo you know what i mean like it's it's like the world is a uh, the music the world of music is like a, a a buffet you know and there's all these different things you can kind of pick and choose from and play around with so yeah definitely. you don't want to be locked into a genre or you know you don't want to be locked into one sound one yeah. sound like because yeah. i am you know a, i'm a genreist i'm a rapper but like you don't ever want to be stuck in one sound if you don't have to be you know yeah so definitely it's, it's very funny like we, we were talking earlier about like how like nerd you being a nerd and stuff like that and now like you're a rapper and you sampling from like all these different other type of things like looking back on it now like in you've been called nerd or like whitewash we both been called that kind of stuff are you upset that nerd culture is a thing now like no where was this when no. i was growing up Ab- well you know i'll be honest with you the whole like anime culture the whole superhero culture like the seeds were planted going all the way back to like the star trek like well i was gonna okay i wasn't gonna go that far back but i was gonna say like as far as it being mainstream every every kid in the states is watching Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah. And a huge part of Saturday morning cartoons were superhero fair. And then you get a little later on with like the Fox Kids stuff going into like the Fox Box era, anime started to really pop outside of just cable. You know what I mean? Like cuz I mean Cartoon Network always kind of had their mm-hmm. their hand on the pulse for for Japanese anime and stuff, but it just get bigger and bigger and bigger. So by the time you get to like the millennials early adult stages early 20s and cosplay becomes huge and the marvel movies are doing their thing it's more of a well it's about time you know what i mean like i'm not even mad i'm like i'm just glad it's here i'm, I'm glad more people can appreciate this very awesome thing that i've there are these things that i've loved and, and kanye west kind of made that nerd stuff cool too oh for rap at, at yes. one point yeah, yeah for rap he, yeah. he made it mainstream i would like, say lupe fiasco too maybe i oh, love lupe backpacking backpack yeah, backpack rapper yeah. yeah. mf doom 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doom, speaking of Cartoon the, Network, like my guy, like the whole the, the whole Odd Future group too, kind of right? Like they they they're like geeking like, out over his lyrics. They're, yeah, they're the, the idea of being excited about anything is kind of nerdy and i think that that whole vulnerability uh-huh. of really being into something and geeking sharing out. that geeking out the geeking stuff, out yeah. like that being normal yeah i think there's people who have built their their youtube careers off of exploring the content of a genre or a particular like you, you know uh ip or, or story they just love it's like there's a guy there's a handful of youtubers who made their 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 money off of analyzing like the arrowverse tv shows for example mm-hmm. that's all they that you go back for the last like eight plus years and that's all that is on their channel is that they're analyzing this episode and that episode they're talking about what that writer said 15 20 years ago that would have been unheard of mm-hmm. but but you, know? you consider geeking out like basically it could be over anything yeah, Is that what you're saying? Yeah, because there's a like, would you call Anthony Bourdain a food geek? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Absolutely. No, because I, I think geek it, it kind of means a different thing. It though. used to mean like you, something it used negative. To, it used to, yeah. But now we're just like love what you love. Yeah. And and like you know, I, I'm just I'm a proud geek. I've I've, I've been. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm a geek in my raps. I'm also a, a geek in my content. Wrestling creation. geek. Wrestling geek. I used to, you know, back, <laughs> backyard wrestle. A horror geek. Writer for yeah. Frosted Mini Fears. You know, making content for YouTube, mm-hmm. acting, all that kind of stuff. But these are all these are all stuff that I grew up just to, like going all the way back. We're film geeks together. To read, yes, we're film yeah. geeks together. Going all all the way back to like reading Arl Stein in uh, third and fourth yeah, grade, Goosebumps, yeah. and then later reading like Stephen, Stephen King, King and just. I'm a proud geek. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. I, I think, and I'm glad everybody oh, else is here with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you can geek out about anything. I think the definition of what you're, what we what we think of what geek used to be is like, like a square. Out Someone here. who's socially inept. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you'd be considered a square now. A victim, yeah, like, um, kind of like a victim style. Like not victim, but like not well, a vic- what, not victim. What? No, no, shut, shut the fuck up. I'm talking shut about up, up, about like geeks were known as like kids you that would get picked on, like bullied, bullied, yeah. bullied. Yeah. yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. yeah. The the nerd style, but like the yeah. whole thing of like being a nerd for something is actually kind of cool now. It's yeah. like because you have your own hobbies, you have something that you're really down. You're for. obsessed, and, yeah. and because of I, this, I think this comes back to social media now is like people are more willing to admit Mm -hmm. what they're geeking out about you know so like there's a specific when it comes to music right you can say there's there's rap geeks there's there's band geeks whatever and then there's the kind of geeks that like playing guitar and then there's the guys that just like the little knobs on all the equipment in the studio like there's tons of pages with millions of subscribers for studio tours that you guys would have no idea what the fuck any of these do and sometimes we have no idea because i'm like that's new Mm -hmm. i've never seen that exactly i want you i want to hear more about that little piece of gear and it's just a box and like (laughs) comic books kind of help build that bridge alert where it made it cool like the movies make it cooler yeah, yeah. The, the movies are because people yeah. didn't like the comic books back when it was just comic books it was like true. very select I, I think I think the, the the animated series kind of like paved the way for the movies you know by the time the first X-Men movie was coming out you know, you had the ever-popular, you know, 1990s animated series in the early 2000s, like X-Men Evolution, mm-hmm. and people grew up watching this. So the, there's a film coming out, oh, I've got to see this. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, it was the right time, you know what I mean, for a lot of things. Because when I was growing up, um, I remember the kids that like Yu-Gi-Oh cards were like, they were seen as weirdos by everybody else. But now... But now that shit's like, everybody likes you know, anime, everybody, you know... Every Yeah, everybody's yeah. into something. Even Dungeons and Dragons, which used to be like... Super nerdy, yeah. You know, but you know what really helped D and D? I think used to be. It's 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 the it's <laughs> no, it's become it's pretty mainstream it's, these it, days. Yeah, it is. They're they're I making like I don't think so. I don't know, think it Amazon was on Prime shows and yeah. stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I would, yeah. I would beg to differ for you guys. I, I'm going to be on his side because there's celebrity uh, groups that love that play D and D. Like Diesel the and, highest of highest you know, celebrities yeah. come together to play. Didn't D&D. Zac Efron yeah. come out like he likes something like the, something like, like that, the top yeah. models are like all these like really good looking people. Or yeah. super nerd well, like or it's, it's, it's becoming public my brother plays it all the time with it, the band i would i would actually attribute the D popularity first growing with like stranger things because those characters mm. are, are, are D players so the the, first, all the characters are based off of like the the monsters or whatever you yeah. know and it's like you go into like you know the first episode what are they doing they're 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 having a D session yeah 
fashion. And and that kind of has laid the framework for people going, oh, this is actually cool. That laid the frame framework for Vox, Vox Machina, right, which is like a, a Amazon Prime animated show, which is a spinoff of a YouTube D&D campaign with like some, some I think, professional actors are doing that thing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of what it's what's, big. A, what's a campaign? I don't know. What that oh, means. shoot. OK, so yeah, when you guys say that, I don't know. OK, camp. OK, so there's two main ways that I've played. There's one shots. And then there's campaigns. One shot is one shot. So, you know, I mean, (laughs) comic books are also organized as one shots, but that just means we're going to get together and we're going to play in this particular world. There's going to be a start. There's going to be a defined ending and it's going to be one session. Oh, like a quest quest mode in games. But it's going to be for a day Meaning, from like, I don't know, the average D&D game for most people. Let my, my group, when we get together once a month, my adult friends will go from like maybe four or five o'clock on up to about nine or ten. Right. So that would be a one shot if we ended everything at 10 and everything got resolved. The quest was finished. A campaign is a much longer quest, which could take you real time at months weeks months sometimes even years longest campaign i was ever on lasted us five years, years? Yeah. five years man and it's it's all made up right like you um, make it all up yes and no so there are module resources where the, there have been tons of published like D adventures out there and D isn't the only role-playing game that you can play but just just to stick with one i'll give you an example with my students i ran the curse of strahd which comes out of a book and there's maps and there's like detailed on where you go whenever the students make a decision your players make a decision then read this section of the paragraph if they succeed read this part of the paragraph and then you get the monsters set up the monsters have their own stats how powerful they are how much they can hit the other players and i've got to like follow that as the dungeon master and then the players have their own stats and their own setup now that's those are called modules when you have a book set up and then right all the legwork's been done for you then there's homebrew which i've also done where i create go online or something or draw freehand create my own maps create my own puzzles you know, you want things to be interesting. It can't just be role play and combat. There's, oh, here's a little riddle here. And you have to figure out where that is. Well, you know, and they're like, describe this to me. All right. It's, there's a hill over there on the north side. The poem mentions like an emerald mound. Let's go check out the hill. What's up there? Oh, here's a little interesting gold piece. And what's that say on there? So, you know, there's a lot that goes into the storytelling aspect. And you're never making it up as you go. You're planning. You're actually sitting down, you're writing the story out, you're figuring out how the beats are going to be, and you, 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 you sometimes have to fit it because your characters may make decisions you weren't planning on and kind of have to roll with the punches. It's exciting. How often have you brought people on and they can't, like, they can't keep up with how, like, it sounds complicated from, from that yeah, explanation. Yeah, yes. I mean, it... It's a really people that really like the shit. Yeah, and you you also have to like learn how dice rolls work and and all these rules and things. But it's it's like math heavy. It's literature heavy. But I'll say this much: for the most part, when it comes to my students, I've only had one kid be like, "Hey, like this this feels like homework." But (laughs) but but I was but for a student like that, I was like, "Here, give me your character sheet." There, all right. You need a calculator for this. Yeah. No. Well, okay. After a lot of of practice, do your taxes. You you just you you, you get it in your head. You know. Does this sound fun for you guys? Uh, My band loves D and D. I have no interest. Every time they try to explain it to me, I'm like, I'm lost. You have ADD. Yeah, I'm I'm too ADD. What about you, Corday? Nah, uh, Dungeons and Dragons. I think was always a, a game that I always felt was too complicated or too long to too play. Too many rules. Too many rules and things like that. And I heard it can just like go on forever and ever. I felt like it was like, I think somebody said it was like the Monopoly of nerds. Kind of like in a sense, you know how like Monopoly games can like keep going and stuff like that. It takes forever. And so I'm like, oh shit, Monopoly takes a long fucking time if that thing can keep on going. For me, my nerd thing or geek thing was mm-hmm. always Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like I loved Yu-Gi-Oh. I love building decks. I love uh, structuring and like... Uh, what do you mean building decks? Building decks is like, because it's like a... Uh, 
That's deck of cards. Collecting cards. Oh. And like, like, and it's like a specific type of deck you might want to run. It's like a beat down deck. Basically, uh, beat your opponent as fast as you can. Then it's like a, a mill deck was like make them run out of cards and like all this other type of stuff. So you have like certain type of decks you wanted to build and things like that. Uh, that will always pique my interest. You're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Okay, because okay. it's like you have to collect certain cards. You have to trade and things like that. And then using like your allowance, you have to save up. And then when we was going to tournaments like at Toys oh, R Us shit. and Pinole, like then it was like a tournaments in Oakland my mom uh, uh, worked on Kaiser Oakland it was like a store right by there so we would wake up in the morning catch the bus to uh, Toys R Us and Pinole, uh play there until like about 12 catch the bus to uh, the BART station catch BART from Richmond BART to Oakland walk there play there until like about like wow. like four or five and that'd be like a whole Saturday and then my mom was always cool with it because Alvin was with me and Alvin was my older cousin and she's like as long as you with him I, I don't have to worry about you've never talked about this here before huh no I know that's why I wanted that's to talk about like the nerd thing because like I still collect Yu-Gi-Oh cards today but I remember at one point it was kind of like I felt I had to choose I felt I had to I couldn't keep going with like this kind of nerd geek stuff because there it wasn't as popular then it wasn't like it seemed like something like I had to evolve from or grow from because like this is like a, a world that I, I was honestly kind of embarrassed about but I love doing it because it's like you never would see like like these like supermodels there or like like hot girls it was just like a bunch of like dudes, dudes there who like wasn't you wouldn't really hang out with them like in at school and things Maybe like a little that. weird it was like they're kind of a little weird and stuff so like and then you build strategies and all this kind of stuff so it was like this dope aspect of my life that helped me get out the house and be gone all day be hanging out with my friends but then it was like something I was like fuck I can't I don't I ever want to be seen with this. Or, like, if I ran into one of the homies, like, at the mall, so I'm like, like, oh, Corday, what's up, man? I'm like, oh, hey, yeah. like, you know him? Like, oh, yeah, we play Yu-Gi-Oh! together. Like, you play Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm like, oh, no, nah, I, 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 I used to. And then, so, yeah, and then for me, what I was saying, I, I just collect them. I was like, this would be, like, a dope yeah. collector. It was like, why are you collecting? That's weird. I was like, well, some of these are worth more than baseball cards. And I would, like, attribute it to wow. sports because I was playing sports. So you had to flip away to kind of, like, well, this, this card right here, you see this card right here? This was worth $150. Like, how much you pay for it? I was like, I, I got in a pack that was six bucks. So then, like, I got this other one that's worth 50 That's worth it. It's like, well, why don't you sell these right now? We can go, like, I don't know, like, you probably borrow a car. I was like, nah, dude, if I wait, this shit might be worth, like, three, $400 by the time I get all this. Are they, are they still worth? Oh, yeah. yeah. They're so, growing. Yeah. So let me ask you. Now, it's funny. My, my high school girlfriend tried to teach me Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah. And I didn't, it didn't for whatever reason, live yeah. in my head. But you know what card game that I stumbled across? Well, I mean, I played it once as a kid and then, like, found later as an adult a love for it, Magic the Gathering. Gathering. I knew you was going to say that. Oh, I had Magic card yeah. and did not know how to play it. I, I, didn't get, I didn't get Magic cards either because it was weird to me that some Magic cards were worth as much as because okay Yu-Gi-Oh cards if it's holographic that meant it was probably worth something right back in the day now they reprinted them and stuff like that so now you got to find the original OG ones right it was weird when I would see a simple card was worth $350 from Magic it wasn't even hollow. What's Magic? What's that? Magic the Gathering was like another another card, another card game that was like big. I feel hella left good. out because I never yeah. knew about a lot yeah. of this shit. How I feel There's yeah. professional yeah. Magic players yeah. out there. They go yeah. all over the ah. world and win mad money at tournaments. Yeah, like yeah. Magic. I'm not that good. Yeah, Magic was kind of bigger than Yu-Gi-Oh, but, but Yu-Gi-Oh was kind of growing in popularity because of the show. But then the show kind of weaned and like Magic, it was always kind of like this battle between the two of them. And Magic was like the OG. Yeah, Magic was the OG. Like I saw a lot yeah. of adults playing like Magic. Like, remember sometimes if we had Yu-Gi-Oh cards and a few people would bring like a magic deck right yeah. the owner it was a spot uh, uh Dave's dugout in Albany Ooh, right across them. right across the street from uh uh the Ivy Room I used to like catch the bus down there to figure out the new box set or something like that buy some right there talking right? about these yeah talking about those oh yeah. yep. shit um the owner if he if it was a slow day he would play with you guys well yeah like well, I, I didn't have cards but he one of my homies he would play my homie he was like oh you got your deck like he just like bring it out and kind of play or then it'd be, it was like four like old dudes who collect baseball cards he's like oh I also got into this other game that my son taught me and then it actually was like a it was weird because it was it was a 
kind of a it was weird how to play because you'd be like if it was like this all right you might be like about to attack or something like that you switch it to this other one and like you'll fuck up the field so it was kind of more strategy i didn't get it i didn't i wanted to learn it but i was like i don't get which i don't know what card is like nice and i think i bought a pack of cards and then one of my i gave my homie one of these cards and he was just like I'm gonna get this back to you. I was like, why? He's like, that's worth $50. I was like, this is worth $50? He's like, yeah. And then I just sold it and bought more Yu-Gi-Oh cards. He's like, yeah. he's like, I would've kept it, but I know he's gonna do that. I was like, dude, I, you, you told me I bought this. Like, I just drew, drew lucky. And so, yeah. yeah. If you they're, ever they're, wanna learn how to play Magic, yeah. I'd be glad. There to, used to wait. be in the Mexican news, I don't know if you've ever watched, like, they always put out these crazy stories, like, the Dungeons and Dragons, like it's similar to the Ouija board, so like a lot of people didn't oh, like that scared the eighties. Yeah. You know how we talk uh, about like yeah, the hella, yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, I mean, those. If you would have played. Like, I'm looking at these magic cards. You would have played that hundred years ago. You're getting burned. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. what, question, question though, was is it fair to say though that because I I'm with you that magic was pretty high up there yeah. in popularity, even though it didn't really have a show or That's anything crazy, for kids. I've never even yeah. heard of them. Yeah. Um. Was, is it fair to say that it was actually bigger almost the same with uh pokemon because pokemon had its rise and and fall and then now it's like again on its rise right now but but they're still worth because i think magic was always a thing for like older teens yeah yes and like pokemon was a thing that was like from 10 years old up Up, yeah you know so i think that probably pokemon at one point definitely eclipsed the popularity of magic but magic as a card game has outlasted everything everything, everything yeah. yeah okay is it it was really? kind of fair yeah. to say that like to i remember magic kind of being like the like we had i had pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh. that's what i used to play um and then you would see like the older kids and be like don't when you get to our age <laughs> which is like two years older yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna learn magic you know what i mean you're gonna realize why this game is better than what you're doing now it, so somebody said that exact same shit to me and i was like yo what grade are you and he was like oh we're juniors so i was like dude i'm a freshman like it's not i was like you can teach me now he's like he's like nah nah when nah, you're nah, done nah. with your Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> you, you'll come over here <laughs> they're like, they're like, they're like when magic. your bedtime's not nine o'clock anymore you'll understand that yo, magic is so much that. better <laughs> Somebody said that, dude. Somebody said when you, when he was like, like, oh, I got to go because I got a bedtime. He was like, ah, yeah, when you get to magic, you don't have a bedtime. I was like, are you fucking serious, dude? The gatekeeping is real. They literally said that shit. Did you guys collect pogs? No, I didn't. I don't know what that is. But I remember them. The little God damn, I not those pods. Okay, okay. Not I those like, pods. I got excited. I was like, I was like, fat ass wikers? What is that? <laughs> you, know, you never did? Nope. What about you? Yeah, I was like super into pogs. I had the little board. I had a bunch of slammers. That's P-O-G pog. Just okay, so everyone okay. knows. Okay. So, so Marcos. Yeah. Pogs were like little pogs and cardboard discs that you would stack up. Uh-huh. And then you'd have a heavier one that was either plastic or metal. And you'd hit them. Whichever one's landed face up, you won. Yo. Oh. I used to have all the. Oh, I used to have, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have all the Mortal Kombat ones at oh. bottom from my liquor store. Um, <laughs> I, I, nice. I couldn't. Used to play uh, jacks. My dad taught me that. I couldn't uh, keep up with that as much. I was like, you get more, way more interesting. And the funny thing about it, the card game of Pokemon, I don't know anybody who actually played Pokemon. Same. But I knew people who collected Pokemon yes. cards. Yeah. Pokemon Same. Was, like, I yes. collected the cards, never, never played, played the game. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh! I played. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! was actively learning yeah. how to yeah. play. But then, you know what? I'll tell you this. Hmm. At the same time, Yu-Gi-Oh! was, like, getting really big. Uh, Beyblades were coming out. Yep. And Ooh. I got really into Beyblades because there was no... Like you got to learn anything. You just yes. had to make sure yeah. you had a yep. pretty good. What, are, what are those called? They were Beyblades. like they were like battle dreidels. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. that's an apt right. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's perfect. I feel like I didn't have a childhood out here and all this shit, dude. Yeah, because yeah. you weren't hiding most of your life. We were no. over here having good. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so Beyblades. Yeah, was actually the fun thing about it. Now, um, teaching uh, one of the teachers, uh, Beyblades had a resurgence. Yeah, and a lot of kids at my school were playing Beyblades. Beyblades, like they started building stations for Beyblades just to be like, 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 oh, let's go to like, like all that kind of stuff. So it was actually pretty cool when Beyblades came out. For me, I was in like middle school, and then also Yu-Gi-Oh cards came out too around that time, so you couldn't play with those uh, because there was always somebody stealing yeah. Beyblades or Yu-Gi-Oh, or Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yu-Gi-Oh. So literally, people was getting the fights. Or yeah. th- this is what I hated about admin back in the day and teachers right whenever a kid would accuse somebody of stealing they would never believe him because they was like oh well we told you that i was like just check his backpack they're in there so like, how do yeah. you know i fucking saw him like I, like uh, yeah and then literally because i had a guy 
steal my deck and shit. And it was, and then I stopped dressing for PE for a while. And it was like, your grandson go drop. I was like, I don't care. My deck got stolen. I was like, I bought that with my own money. The kids right there in this other place, like, stole them. I was like, y'all not doing stuff. I'm not going to do nothing. And my you, mom was like, you got to dress. I was like, I don't want to dress. You ever stole, you ever, you ever sell any of your, just like your cards? Of course, of course I did. How much money have you made from? Not a lot. I mean, because when I was, when I was selling, I was either selling a trap. Shout out to Alvin, yo, because Alvin could talk me out of, like, hella stuff. Because I remember I would always... So, one thing about Yu-Gi-Oh! I always knew that the OG holographic stuff eventually one day would be worth a lot of stuff. And then I would always kind of catch me in a little pickle. It was like, well, you want a Gatorade and some pizza, right? I mean, I got enough money for you to get this, like, kind of shit. And then I would trade him, like, my first edition holographic oh, something. And then he was no. like, yeah, I got $15 and I'll buy you, I'll buy you food. And then after a while, I was just like... I say, Alvin, stop trying to, like, I'm going a, I'm to a starve, all right? I'm going to starve because I'm not going to, like, trade away this good-ass card for some food when I can just wait two hours. He's like, well, that's a lot of time to wait. Should've, I was like, I was like. You should have bought crypto, bro. You should have <laughs> bought Bitcoin. Uh, here's, here's my, here's my question. Thoughts. Here's my question with you saving all your cards and a lot of collectors, right? You guys, all, the, the main thing about collectors is I'm going to save this because it's going to be worth a lot of money one day. And then what happens? It's, it's worth a lot of money and your house is just filled with toys because you're never going to sell it because by the time it's worth a lot of money, it's got too much sentimental value to you. And you're going to add that onto the price. That's not worth it. And or you're too, you're probably too. Uh, like hoarder. Hoarderish. No, no, not hoarderish. You're too. Um, like attached uh, no what's the word like you're too like eager for it to keep going up you're like it's gonna uh, go higher and yeah, higher yeah. but it's I have, not I it might perfect, not perfect example you know? of that one of our friends i don't want to say his name <laughs> but he collects toys i'm not saying you no, i'm not saying you. Say, i you feel attacked no no no, no. he's it's like a, staring a, right at me like one of our one of one my of friends, friends. One of our, he's all of our friends here but he has a shitload of toys video games uh cards comic books in the room in his house mm -hmm. and this fool literally like i remember his kid sleeps in a different like that could be his kid's room <laughs> but he wants to hold on yeah. to this shit so much that oh. he doesn't want to empty out that right. room so when when were, when are you willing to at what price are you willing to sell your cards then i mean if shit gets up to like 500 dollars something like like a thousand dollars like uh the one card that, that i wanted back <laughs> the in the nuclear no, bombs are no, coming no, bro. Listen, no okay so also you think i have a lot i remember i try to collect like toys and stuff like keep them like all in mint condition i was like fuck it i love toys i was like yeah you get your cards is the thing i'll save all right this is the thing i will save like i have like a big collection or whatever but it's like it's not like taking over like i always wanted because also you trade them and stuff like that you kind of get rid so yeah i always knew that plus when i was initially saving up like i didn't have a bunch of money like I, I, my collection has grown once i became an adult because i have money adult money adult money so you be like oh yeah i'm gonna just buy it but like right um you're unchecked with power right? unchecked <laughs> with power so yeah so um so now it's kind of just like uh I buy Pacific stuff that I wish I had back in the day because I know I can afford it. But I'll say the one card I wish I would have had from way back in the day that I always knew there was going to be a lot because at the time it was a lot was a first edition Charizard from the base oh, set. Yeah. Back in the day, my cousin got, his dad bought him a first edition Charizard. That thing was $100. And this was like 98 So that's like probably... 500 I, i'm right? looking at one right now from 1999 first yep. edition how much take, take a guess make some bids take a guess at one point it was ten thousand. might be 300 at this point mm, i'm gonna go oh i'm gonna go 535 the first three that come up the first one on ebay 600. uh 29,500 holy the shit. second one is eight thousand. Uh, first edition also and then the third one is 750 <laughs> and then I, there's more there's like um it's crazy how like five five thousand thirty one bucks yeah it's crazy how the same card in like without an eye like just with the human eye can't tell the difference between them one is thirty thousand the other one's five it's it's little you stuff, know what i mean man. no like, i know and i know they like i know the guys the companies yeah. that do that but it's amazing how they can be like yep first off I know that this is a first edition versus yeah. a reprint. Second, like you see that little ding that nobody yeah. can see that I saw through a twenty thousand, you know, yeah. s mic. Like know. the dude from uh, Pond Wars, he's like, I have a friend. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, like, he brings up Phil. How Pond Stars, stars always yeah. has like an expert that they would call in. Like you know, I know like, a guy. You know, like the dude with the autographs. 
you know they like had to fire him for a little bit and then they brought him back because he went to i don't know if he went to jail but he got his license stripped away because he was authenticating things that were fake oh yeah so much from pawn stars Fuck you, dude. yeah yeah and they were like because it was like like honestly yeah jesus i thought I, we used to think about that we used to question jesus. watching the show all the time being like how the fuck can you really yeah how do you tell? know yeah so like there's no way yeah. with with just with his little well, pocket get, i think there's no yeah. way that you could be like yeah that's, i know that's, that's john lennon's signature you you weren't even yeah. alive when john lennon was can, alive you that makes no a, sense if you can look up compared it to other signatures and verify yeah. things he had to have seen it yeah that's but, you're, but you have to take so, okay there's you no could, way you could look it up and replicate it too. So it's, it's, I know it's hard to forge someone else's signature. There's people can do it. Though. People can sure. do it. Yeah. And yeah. the other thing too is like, I'm so inconsistent with mine. You know what I mean? Yeah. How are you gonna How are you gonna say that? Like, I do mine. Bo Jackson's yeah. and and Michael Jackson and the Beatles. How are you gonna say that one day like these dudes weren't just sloppy drunk and high yeah. and signing a bunch of autographs that's that nobody fair. knows about and then the guy's like nope that's fake because John would so, never be so high I, signing I saw autographs. This, I saw he this thing. Loop his uh, his L's that way. Yeah. So I saw this thing. Uh, uh, back before the world turned on him, Will Smith was talking about how <laughs> uh, every ten years he would change up his signature. No, exactly. So when thing. signed stuff comes up, he knows what decade it's from. Yep. He, was, he had an 80 signature, he had a 90 signature, and he had a 2000 signature. I know exactly what you're talking then about. Then his most recent one, he just does this to the paper. Yeah. <laughs> hey, real fun. quick, though, about toys, because you collect toys. I don't know if you want to make that public. Oh, I, I, I collect action figures. I, I don't <laughs> collect the entire episode. <laughs> oh, so action figures, action, not it toys. Is, it is a different like, We've yeah, done a whole episode on his action figure. But, like, I don't, I don't collect them because I'm like, oh, this is going to be worth money someday. You like I collect it. the stuff that I like. Yeah. And yeah. I like when, like... Yeah, having a Wolverine action figure is cool, but it's even cooler when you put them next to a Cyclops and a Jean Grey and a Professor Xavier. How many do you have? A lot. A lot. I saw the boxes you showed me a pic. The, you showed me a picture. Of I think to his apartment. You've, you've it's seen them? Yeah. yeah. It's it's a lot, and I have more My in storage. My kids could be playing with those. I don't, bro. Fuck that. They're gonna scratch the paint. <laughs> but. Uh, I have a lot in storage because I don't have room in my apartment. Yeah. Uh, the dream is someday to be able to buy a home. Mm -hmm. um, that didn't used to be a dream back in the day. You could just do that. But, yeah. You know. But what? what oh, still what, a but, dream back in the day. Yeah, but but now I, like I'd like to get a home and then have like an office yeah. where like my desk and my computer is, and then I can just put up like shelves or detoffs and have all my stuff there. Yeah. So that that way, because like. Even in my office at my job, like I have stuff like on the shelves and on the walls and stuff because I, I hate blank white walls because yeah. it yeah. just sucks my creative energy. Yeah. And so when I'm working on videos or I'm designing flyers or I'm just I'm working on anything graphics related, like I need visual stimuli to yes. keep the energy going. So it's nice to be able to just like pick up a Superman and pose it around and then go back to work because yeah. it keeps that energy flowing. Does it ever does it ever become like not stressful but like? Just carrying this extra shit around. I'm not trying to yes. shit, but like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes. especially it, when you have to move recently. Yeah, it, it, it can be. It definitely can be. But it's like um, the old school. It's almost like a fidget spinner. Like yeah. when you're like, when you're like, I'm bored or like, I'm just lacking creativity right now. I'm just like, oh, I just need to look at my computer. I'm just going to play with this guy's yeah. arms real quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm going to spread his legs or, or do something. But I think. Spread his legs. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, I get what you're saying. Cause that's definitely for me too. But then also just like Spreads. looking up there's and being one. like, but, oh, there's the whole nineties X-Men and uh, next factor. And, team. You know, and, and it's just, it's just cool seeing everybody together like that because they're like these things I love that are intangible and then having this plastic like representation of it makes it tangible so yeah. I can like reach out and touch these things that yeah. I actually yeah. enjoy yeah yeah you still I, play with them huh you still make them fight sometimes <laughs> <laughs> I mean no. I have a whole Instagram page where I'll do like action figure photography and yeah stuff. that's cool so um, bring that back. I was gonna say with you your... know still does it like it's, it never yeah, went it's away. updated in my feed all the time my mine it hasn't uh, yeah, I don't think send you me follow. I'll send you some but with your with your wall you said like you don't like the blank walls in your office and stuff that was actually a big part of why like if you ever seen the documentary back in the day it was on YouTube about like the eBay office tours and stuff yeah. it was like mandatory back then for them to shop on ebay for a few things and they had to decorate their cubicles in like ebayed out stuff gotcha. so it could be like whatever they wanted it could be action figures it could be movie posters whatever whatever they wanted they just had to get it from ebay and that's how they got to decorate their office and stuff but it was cool because it created their like it kept them feeling at home and made them feel like 
it wasn't just this boring ass office that you go to a nine to five job. Yeah. You, when you're at those kind of companies too, there's no such thing as nine to five. We're, you're there at random hours of the night. For you guys that like playing card games, yeah. are you also into like poker? Do you like that? Is that is that like a was that like a weird different thing or it's a different thing for me? I don't really, know poker. you don't know how to play poker at all. No, I don't. My grandfather showed me a few different suits. Like my my grandfather in Arkansas is still alive, but. I, I never t- I never took to it quite quite that well. You did cocaine. I know you like poker. You know poker, right? I don't I don't know how to play poker. What? No, but I love roulette and I love um uh oh no roulette. That's pretty much oh and blackjack. Because I grew up playing poker with like my my uncle was a dealer in, yeah. in Reno, so he's a he's a drug dealer in Reno, so no, no, he taught you how to play dealer, poker. Uh, did he teach you how to play, or he just say sit <laughs> hey like sit down and watch? He, he robbed me of my like the allowance money. <laughs> okay, damn. So yeah, he was savage, but he would give it back. But so, he's like he he was good, and yeah. he taught me how to play, um, and. Like it was, he was very aggressive about it though. Yeah. It wasn't like a nice, oh, yeah. fun time. Like he was kind of well teaching you how to play from casino's perspective is like yeah, you have to be aggressive. Trying to get your money. That ain't. I mean, well, I guess black families operate from that same kind of standpoint. Joaquin, did this ever happen to you? Where they be like, uh, oh, you want to? What, what's the spades? Do you know how to play spades? What is yes? So spades is a, is a very black game that uh, they don't teach you. Sit here and watch. Yeah. Like you gotta you gotta oh, watch. Yeah, yeah. You gotta fuck up and stuff like that. So the reason why I know how to play dominoes, my uncle told me how to play dominoes. Dominoes. My cousins Never taught me how to play speed. Uh, so Big T beat me in dominoes the other day. He was like, I, he's like, he's like, I schooled these niggas. I, I was, these I was like, I was like, you won by 15 points, motherfucker. You did not school somebody. If I didn't fuck up Uno or stuff like, if I didn't fuck up my last domino, you won a fucking one. So, but yeah, so that was I learned. My uncle taught me three games, right? But then I used to always sit and watch like my my mom and like my uncles and aunts. And when they played, Lisa, it was vicious. Yeah. I remember at one point they used to play for like five or ten bucks so they would put down like five everybody had their five dollars down right and then it went from it went from ten dollars to five dollars to a dollar to uh quarters to like dimes because somebody in the game always would be like oh i i, I got you i'll go to my car or something like that and somebody would be losing and stuff and then they wouldn't break out their ten dollar bill or they would say oh, i'll pay you next time i'll pay you next game and stuff and they would get mad because it was like you always do this we always come to this family event and you never have your money and stuff they was like so now we just play for dimes and i was like Ooh, who cares around dimes anymore though but everybody has my mom you do no, when we play no. loteria we play loteria still you ever play with the, yeah yeah you don't play with dimes well, like, but we you, did. well like like women always carry like coin change in their purse uh, so, so like they always just grandma dollar in so they like like yeah so it's like you out. so that's why it's like it's, it's just a dime and stuff like gotcha gotcha so that makes sense yeah so that's why because it was like they would just be like oh, i got like a dollar or i got like eight dimes here we just play for dimes real quick so it's not gonna matter that much but uh, so anybody ever play mahjong no. no, but I see. I that? love watching people play it. What is that? Mahjong is a Chinese game. There are various tiles, and your goal, depending on what round you're in, is to essentially assemble the right combination of tiles and set them in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's similar to poker in that you're building these suits together, but like the rules are a little bit more complicated. I play it once a year. Uh, with my board gaming group, uh, you know, Chinese New Year usually when that hits. So it's almost it. It's set up kind of like um, it's the green and white blocks. You ever seen those? It's basically it looks like Scrabble. Like you just have the blocks in front of you, oh. and then like you'll kind of you'll kind of throw out the I've seen the ones you don't want. Some people will grab them. You know what I mean? Like old Chinese dudes in San Francisco will play that. Yes. streets, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What um, about Mancala? You remember Mancala? I remember Mancala. Oh, yeah. Mancala was funny as fuck. Never played. Mancala. I don't. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. Like a lot of the stuff, I I, I never watched Dragon Ball Z. I don't know much about wow. Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Sorry for you. I didn't either. Yeah. And, well, you don't watch then, a lot of and shit. And then the other day, this fool, we ran into some of his friends, and they were playing Uno, and I've never played Uno. What? That was surprising to me. Yeah. We were, he, they were like, you want to play yeah. Uno? And he was like, how do you play? I was like, what? Everyone knows how to play Uno. Like, I could change the starter or your car, but do you, I don't do you know, know how to play Connect 4. Most people know yeah. how to play yeah. Uno. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I play Connect 4. I played chess growing up because my brother I was really into chess. I love chess. I'm not I good, but I know how to move every piece. Same. Uh, uh-huh. And I get, get I'll get got easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But checkers, That's me and checkers, my shit. Yeah. Checkers, uh, checkers. Uh, poker. I could play. I, I like. I don't like it too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like as far as games go, like I never, I never geeked out over a game. Even video games, man. I feel always like I never really. I think I have some sort of ADHD for games. Same. That I can never really like focus. Or you don't stick with something. too I don't long. stick with it too long. Yeah. You same. know. 
I, I like I don't know what it is, man. Like I I. I I geek out over cooking. You've seen how I geek mm-hmm. out over. Oh, yes. Yeah. You're very passionate about yeah, it. We started yeah. a business at one point. Ugh, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you want to talk yeah. about your failed I don't business? Talk about my fail. I'm a failed. That's what, like, um, a friend asked me, like, you're, you, did you always want to do comedy? No, I actually wanted to have a food business. I just, you know, oh, I, shit. I failed at it. Yeah. It's expensive. I think you remember, like, there was a page. I think I invited you to a page of when I was selling food, and you were like, "What? You sell food?" I was I like, selling so. barbecue? No, I think so. it was you a long time. You can always try again. I mean, I, I don't, yeah, it's a lot, man. It's, Wait till you're famous with comedy, and then open up a restaurant. Like John Favreau. John Favreau's hella like cooking. Uh, after he made that movie, I don't know if you saw, he's hella into his smoking, mm. smoking uh, uh, meats again. Okay. <laughs> I take your word for it. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you'd live by John Favreau based on uh, what you. Like I've about seen it. Iron Man, Cowboys <laughs> versus Aliens, but That's like I don't movie? follow the man's I keep career. Forgetting that he that he made that. That movie was so Cowboys trash. versus Aliens. Oh, I, was I, as fuck. I oh. didn't want to see it because it looks so. Movie reviews. We haven't done this in a while. Movie reviews. You guys just we've all kind of watched a lot of new movies recently. Yep. Uh, let's start with Barbie. How how was that? <sighs> Barbie was phenomenal. So good. You saw it too? Barbie, let's go party. Yeah. Dude, it was, you know you what? You saw it too, Huggy? I did the Barbenheimer weekend, man. Oh, shit. Like, so, like, oh, the you day before. with us. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dude, you know what Barbie was like? Barbie was one of those things where I thought it was going to be trash, but Same. me and Corday went anyways, just to, like, see what the hype was about. It, like, already made a billion dollars. We're like, okay, let's just go. Let's make some content around it. And made a billion, yeah, made a billion, made a billion dollars like within the first like month or something. Yep. That it was out, great time. You dropped hella people wearing pink when we went Oppenheimer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when we saw it, it was like it wasn't as cheesy as we thought it was gonna be. Yeah. It was set up so cheesy, it yeah. was set up for failure for adults, yep, and it. It, totally exceeded my you know expectations. Why? Because Greta Gerwig is fucking smart. That's why. It was good. I had seen did, I, did I tell work. you guys about when I took my daughter to see that movie? No. So me and the wife took the kiddo to go see Barbie, and that film destroyed her. Really? Like she was just crying her eyes out, bawling in the car the whole way home. Why? She was just like, Barbie said I could be anything. <laughs> and you know, for a twelve-year-old girl, yep. that's a powerful message because you don't have anybody telling you that. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe you should tell your daughter that more often. I mean, I was just like, you can. I mean, probably not president, but almost anything. Yeah. Get this asshole here. <laughs> nah, the Barbie was dope. Like, I remember I, I, at one point I thought I was annoying Marcos at how much I laughed at that shit. Like, Ryan Gosling. Oh, no, he was. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. He, there's three of us in the theater, and he kept going, well, what, did ah. he, what, did, what did Enoch say? The little squirrel laugh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because, like, I, I just kept laughing because I, I went in fully expecting this shit was going to be trash. I'm not going to like it. And then funny. I'm laughing a hell of shit. Like, Ryan Gosling, he was like, I could do this because I'm a man. Like, you know, he was like, he's like, hey, so Lee, you should hire me. He was like, why? Because I'm, I'm a man. He was like, okay, we're we're men too, but you need a master's in, in like engineering stuff like that. He, and then he said something to him. He was like, hmm, we'll see. I'll come back tomorrow and really talk to the man boss and stuff. But then You're the one doing patriarchy well exactly oh, yeah. 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 you're not doing then, patriarchy well oh, oh no we are we're just better at hiding yeah yeah, yeah. we're so much better at hiding uh <laughs> also the one thing i hated about it was the fact that like barbie said you could be anything you could be anything well, there's like all these different type of barbies and stuff like that there's like malibu barbie there's this barbie there's like plus size barbie world world barbie stuff like that midge was discontinued yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then i was just like i was just like um why is there no plus size kin that was like the only thing I was like. It was like all the cans were just in great, amazing shape, and I was because like, because it's always been Barbie and Ken. It's never been just Ken. Never just been Ken. So what? Uh, dude? So what? Ne- remember, ne- remember, we don't care if Ken isn't there. Yeah, ne- we don't care. Next one. Did you guys see Blue Beetle? Yes. Uh, are you the only one? I saw, oh, I saw it too. You saw it too? I tried to get you to see it, and you didn't want to. I did want to. I just was busy. Felipe Esparza was amazing. For like the point five second he was in the film. He was amazing. It was funny as shit. Yeah. And then get. Uh, you saw it? Yes. No, no. You. Oh, you saw no, it? Yeah. Oh, he did. Oh, yeah. fuck. I'm the only one that didn't see it. Yeah. It's probably the most one of the most Mexican movies I've ever seen. That's definitely. that's cool. I, yeah. I, I'll definitely. That means you haven't seen La Bamba yet. I have seen La Bamba. He's oh. seen La Bamba. But the lead was a Filipino in that. That's true. It's probably the most. Modern. The lead is in Mexican, and and he's not Mexican either. Just so you know. 
What? That's Ooh. nice. Who's keeping score? Blue Beetle? I, you are. I, he's like, he's like half Do you want less Beetle. movies or more movies, I, JD? I love like the, the family dynamic mm-hmm. in that film. Yeah. I thought that was so super dope. I love the joke about the grandmother having like some sort of rebellious Belly. past. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a she's been a colonel in like a revolution or yeah. something. That she was super quiet until the end, <laughs> and then all of a sudden she got this cannon and she's like, Oh yeah. So, so it's like all I'll, these memories. I'll, I'll say this from like an analytical point of view. It didn't do very much new. Like a lot of the grounded treaded we've seen before. The whole superhero suit yeah. that the hero has to learn how to use, we've seen that before. Uh, the super villain who has the same exact powers of the superhero, we've seen that before. Billion so it's times. done a lot of the same tropes that we've seen for decades, but just added Chicano, but Mexican, Mexican to the end. What about the family? I thought, yeah, the family I thought, was uh, great. The, the family aspect was unique. The family was great. More the, comedy, the, I'm assuming. The, the uncle. Uh, I mean, but George we had Lopez the Shazamily. Oh right, right. Who? Okay. Shazam. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's. I mean, but still, it was still dope though. Like, I'm okay. Especially DC is on a very low bar for most movies and stuff. So to watch this movie, I liked it a lot because it wasn't trash. And then there was a lot of community. <laughs> it was a lot of humor to it. Uh, <laughs> George Lopez was fucking amazing. He he didn't have he didn't believe nothing that anything. He was like, don't do that because that's the government. The government's watching. That is a, that's what occurred to the government. That that's part of the government too. He's like, don't answer that. Who's the government? Like all this other kind of stuff it was like so the comedy was on point comedy was on fucking point and then it was like a lot of family aspects to it and then they'll talk about what did you call it the shazamily the shazamily that was a good ass movie too both of them i did like i I like i like both shazams hey something i watched recently that i it's not new but it's new to me because i just watched it Mm. that i hella liked was renfield have you seen renfield yeah oh yes yes i saw renfield that's an excellent think of take on like uh, the Dracula story. A toxic relationship. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you've seen? Oh, have you seen with it? Nicholas Cage? No, I have not. As seen Dracula, it. I have not seen. Amazing, it, bro. Really? Okay. And Nicholas Holt as Renfield. Yeah. Okay. I was um, perfect, man. Like he's Dracula is the perfect narcissist in that film. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, so let, let me ask you this, Jados. What? Better or worse than Dracula Dead and Loving It? That's a classic, bro. You can't touch that classic. The 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 fucking uh, waking up from the casket and him his head in the chandelier. Oh, like that's. Have you guys seen that one? No, I need to come. I need to come over to your house and just watch yeah. movies. Okay. I show, I this show this thing where we all would get together and watch movies together yeah, just for fun. We can do that. Like, I show this movie the beginning. No, we can't Tales because we can't hood. talk about movies. Huh? I, I showed this movie the beginning of Tales from the Hood, and like I kind of, but I could tell he was like. He was like, oh, we oh, got a thousand views on this. I'm like, hey, we shut the fuck up and watch the movie. Yeah. But it's okay. You have ADD. Yeah. yeah. I liked it, though. I wanted to keep watching it. Yeah. I was watching it. It was just, I was also looking at our analytics. Did I stuff. say The Exorcist is whack? Yes, I you did. The okay. new one? Yeah. yeah. It's whack. It's like Avengers meets The Exorcist. <laughs> that's how it felt like. Yeah, that sucks. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. We got, the, we got the light. We got the light already. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anything else you want to plug, Joaquin? You're the guest of honor. <laughs> With your just, just keep watching the Voice Party every Monday. Wait, when's your shows? Plug your shows. When, you, when yeah, when are we gonna see you live? <laughs> yeah, when actually, are you gonna do poetry live? I, I, I don't have anything lined up actually. You have any poets from your heart that you can share for us right now before we end the episode? Okay. Man from the soul. All right. <clears throat> Extreme heat, unpaved roads, southern fried souls crying in the distance. From the desperate pain, from unbroken chains, from mansions crestfallen, old power wanes. Rise from the ashes, my brothers, my sisters. Rise from the ashes, my brothers. My sisters, this has been the voice party. And we're out. And we're out. Woo.